0: There's
1: no place like The Cube.
2: Hey, I'm Adele. And I'm Anna. And we are ACAD Productions. Get ready to nod your head and laugh out loud as we bring an unfiltered perspective to black life in predominantly white spaces. So welcome to the Head Nod. Season one, Black life at a PWI.
1: At the PWI, where faces are pale in the Black Student Union, <laughs> our spirits. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I was trying I'm to sorry. hold it together.
2: <laughs> Try, I tried. I was
1: like, "Hold on, dang it!" That thing said, tr- "Pale." Okay. I was trying to hold it together. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's what it wrote At the PWI Where faces are pale In the Black Student Union Our spirits prevail Unified vibes Where culture takes flight In this space We celebrate every night (laughs)
2: Welcome to the Head Nod Boom, boom, boom Wow. Today, we are joined with Vanessa. Vanessa is a native of DC, PG County. We will claim her for DC. She straddles both the corporate and entrepreneurial realms. She leads a high performance team. She spearheads alliances for a cybersecurity organization's tier one partnership across the Americas. Additionally, Vanessa is the founder and lead planner of Little Black Book Events, leveraging over 10 years of industry expertise to passionately curate unique and unforgettable experiences for clients. Welcome, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks.
0: It's, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here.
2: So, for all of our guests, we always ask, can they give us their name, which we know, but you can say it again, their schools, uh, and mm-hmm. the call out from their school. So, like, for yeah. me, I went to Penn State, so we are we are Penn State. For Anna, they're D-U. All right. And so, Vanessa, what's yours? Uh,
0: so, I went to Davidson College in North Carolina, and we are the Wildcats.
2: So, do you have to say we are Wildcats? Is that we that Wildcats, Okay, nice. Cool. So, we're so excited to have you on the show. I'm a little bit extra excited because big secret, <laughs> not so big secret, Vanessa did my wedding, and it was amazing. So, yeah, there's that. All right, back to what we're here for. <laughs> so, we always ask... What made you choose a PWI?
0: Yeah, so um, I went to a all, or not all white, all girl, white private school for high school. Um, I went to predominantly white school for middle school. I have three sisters and my oldest, my oldest sister um, went to public school for high school and my parents are basically like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing that um, for everybody else. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the the pathway changed um for me based on her experience and um so from there in college um my mom just was very she had a she had a a vision uh and I applied to like I think 11 schools most of them were PWIs I think I may have applied to Spelman as well um and um it was about the money where I could get the money, who wanted me bad enough to to, to pony up the dollars. So that's that's ultimately um, why I chose a the PWI.
1: They did have some good money, okay, for that
0: DEI.
1: Yes, yeah. indeed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. They did. Yeah. They did.
2: I love how you broke down DEI. So like she was D-E-I. such emphasis on
1: it. I'm not mad because at it because they're trying to because yeah. they're working to get rid of it. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, this is how we you. were able to be there. It was yeah. coughing up the change. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. So, Vanessa, what did you study?
0: Uh, so, I studied um, sociology with a minor in criminology. So, coming into school, uh, believe it or not, I thought I wanted to work for um, law enforcement, like FBI. I, I entered with, interned with um, NCIS uh, for a summer. Um, considered briefly going to West Point, which now that I think about it is like, yeah, no, that would never have worked for me. But, um, um, and then got into criminology and that sort of morphed into, um, reform, prison reform, did some, I did an internship at a prison where I was going to prison every day. Uh, and, uh, so that was kind of my, my, my path through, uh, through school.
1: Wow. And Adele says you planned their wedding, huh? So we went from uh, right. I was thinking the same thing,
2: Anna. Prison, prison reform, <laughs> interned in prisons to plan now, beautiful when, events.
1: Vanessa, <laughs> we got a lot to dig in here. Okay, we got. I,
2: I, I'm so interested to see where we landed. Yes. Okay, what made you want to take up criminology? Like, why did you? Why did you want to go to school for that?
0: I, don't, I was always interested in like. I'm a puzzle solver. I'm a problem solver. And so like, I liked that element of it. Um, And so like I said, I I did an internship at um, um, NCIS, the Naval Criminal Investigative Services under a black woman, and I really enjoyed it. And so that was kind of my first exposure to it to that type of agency. (laughs) And so and I thought it was, you know, kind of cool. Um, But then like I said, it it morphed into sort of like the other side of, of the coin when you think about criminology. And, um, you know, I had the chance to spend some time with um, some prisoners in the North Carolina system. And um, my heart sort of shifted in that direction. Uh, then at my senior year, my, my uncle actually is in technology. And I came home one summer and he was like, what are you, what are you doing with your life? I was like, oh, I think I'm going to work for a nonprofit. And he's like, oh, my God, you're never going to make any money. Give me a resume. And uh, then I, I ended up kind of that was my entry into the tech world. Um, which, you know, has been really good for me. And then weddings, um, I've always been a planner. My sister got married um, maybe 12, 13 years ago, uh, and I helped plan her wedding. And then other people asked me to help with stuff after that. And I was kind of like, oh, like, I'm kind of good at this. And, like, people will pay me to do this. And then um, I just – I opened up a business, and here I am 10 years later.
2: That's awesome. And it's cool how, like – the connections kind of got you from one step to the other. Like your uncle was like, oh, no, we're not doing this. So So what was it like the first day walking on campus? Cause I know you said you went to a few schools where, you know, went to private school and it was mostly like white. Was it any different? Did you, how did you feel walking onto campus? Well,
0: and my experience was a little bit unique with Davidson. They had a, a program, um, where they brought juniors on for summer high school juniors so you spent 3 weeks uh on campus just you know you took classes and um you know was a maybe a group of about 50 other students and so i have been on campus and lived on campus prior to that experience so um i it, it was good because i felt um a bit more comfortable i think maybe than others because i had already had that experience on campus and then the other piece of it is Davidson did what we would call pre-o, pre-orientation. So essentially they brought the students of color onto campus about a week and a half before all the other students um, to do um, different classes. I mean, some of it was a bit remedial looking back on it, to be honest. And I think it was all meant to kind of help people and level set them in a way. Um, And just give people a chance to bond before kind of being thrown into the larger student body. So my first experience as a college student was through this pre-O program. And so that was fun and exciting because you were meeting the other Black people on campus um, and sort of a a safer space. We've only heard
1: positive things with these like pre-Os. We don't call it this episode. Yes, yes. I think colleges are doing a really nice job of getting high school students on campus before the madness ensues with the other 30,000 people. (laughs) The quiet before the (laughs) storm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you're not the first person to say that. So I think that that's really, really dope.
0: Yeah.
1: So what was it
2: like kind of transitioning into like this pre-O where it's like a few Black folk kind of wandering and that, yeah, we're here. And then when as anna called it the madness arrived like what was that like that transition
0: yeah um i mean you know i had uh you know i was living with somebody you know a random roommate um which was fine um i mean we you know it was nice to have some foundational relationships already built and i think that gives you um license to branch out and meet other people right because it's not like it's not make or break at that point because you already have a group so you can be friendlier with other people. But Davidson is, is Southern. It's, it's, it's right outside of Charlotte. It's a one stoplight town. I didn't think i had more stoplights now, but when I went there, it was (laughs) one stoplight town. Um, It was the, you know, the girls with pearls type of vibe. And that was new to me coming from, from DC. Um, And so, you know, you did have the questions about like your hair and that kind of thing. Um, which, you know, I went to a white school, so it wasn't like completely shocking to me. Um, but the the Southern aspect of it, you know, because I went to school in D.C. with a lot of people whose parents were politicians or ambassadors or for the World Bank or whatever. So they had sort of more cultural experience. And not that that, you know, made them the best of allies, but they did have more exposure to different things. So you did run into more people who um, you know, you may have been their first experience really with, uh, a black person in that capacity. So that was, that was interesting. That was interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, that is definitely a real thing. I don't know if anybody has talked about that on this pod, but, Mm -hmm. um, when we talk about intersectionality, we, we can always, we sometimes forget like regional, like Demographics of where yeah. you are socially located in comparison to other people, because that totally defines also who you are and how you show up in the world. Mm-hmm. Like going to school in rural Iowa, Chile, <laughs> <laughs> them people definitely ain't seen no black people. They okay, different. those people is different. It's okay, different. they, uh, they representan- representation of black people is BET. Like yeah. they on farms, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So in the South, I mean, it's very similar.
0: Well, even things like people waving to you and I'm like do I know you like why are you waving at me <laughs> yeah. like, that
2: was like that. <laughs> or, or like or like the white people smile yeah. when you're walking yeah. past and they're like you
0: know, I'm sorry like did I meet <laughs> you somewhere I'm sorry if I met you and I, I forgot what your name was like you know but that was just that was a normal thing down yeah. there me coming from DC it was like you know it was a little bit of culture shock for me to be like oh why is people being so friendly quote unquote, you know what I mean? Why, who are you? So
2: (laughs) that's real. And then you said something like about how um, you were used to kind of like the hair thing. So what was that? Like, what was it around?
0: Yeah. So, you know, flat iron your hair and the smell that, that, you know, we all black girls know what that smells like. Just like, you know, you know, what are you doing to your hair? Like why, you know, why are you using that, that type of thing? Um, you know, and I had just kind of speaking about people having first experiences with black people. I don't know why sometimes, you know, white people feel really comfortable saying certain things to you. And you're just like, why did you feel like you could say that to me? So (laughs) I had one girl tell me that her mother told her that when she got to college to date a black man to have that experience, not to marry, but that she should a that she should have that experience as a part of her college experience. Once again, not sure why she felt like I needed to know that. She just volunteered Um, that
2: information.
0: (laughs) I didn't ask. I I didn't ask. But um, yeah, and like I said, kind of that Southern, I think that that probably has something to do with that Southern culture down there. But um, I thought that was really interesting. And only for college, okay? Yeah. After these four years, that's oh,
2: done. Don't bring them home. Just have the experience. The
0: verification about it being an experience. Yes,
2: absolutely. Just imagine that conversation. Hey, sweetie, when you go down here to college, <laughs> you go experience you a black man. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then don't, don't marry him. but just experience. Like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, I was thinking about that, too, when you were talking about the hair piece, because... I remember um, I used to wear braids all the time in school because it was a protective style. I wasn't about to do my hair. Then we were in the cold. Like, I just, uh, mm, yeah. yep, absolutely. So I used to wear braids all the time. And I remember, like, I'd have, like, the little pixie braids one semester. And i come back with, like, the long braids. And, like, I remember this one time I was in math class. And this girl's like your hair grew so much over the break. I'm like, yeah, girl, black girl hair be growing. we just our products. And she was just like so amazed. She, I thought she, I didn't think she believed me. And she like really did. Like she was fully, in, like, what are the products? How do they work? Well, they work for my hair. I'm like, this is literally.
1: <laughs> literally Adele, out here sending the white girls off. Way to go, Adele. <laughs>
2: Listen, you got to. Because I didn't want her to touch my hair. So I'm just like, yeah, girl, we magical. Our hair, we I heard us do things.
0: That's, yeah, but that's that's a true statement, though. That's not a lie. Right. does
1: things. It does all types <laughs> of things. <Right>. So, <laughs> Vanessa, what did you get into on campus? What organizations uh, were you a part of?
0: Did you pledge? What
1: uh, we doing?
0: So, uh, did a lot of things. Um, actually, we so as a part of that Prio experience. Uh, some of the Black girls uh, who were in my class, we decided to try out for cheerleading. And we put together a routine, had stunts, everything. So, you know, we showed up quite a bit differently than everybody else uh, at the tryouts. And um, we were the first Black cheerleaders at Davidson in in 2001, believe it or not. Nice. Um, What?
1: So, wait.
0: What, y'all, the (laughs)
1: first Black cheerleaders ever in the history of Davidson in 2001?
2: 2001. Have there been black cheerleaders since?
0: Yeah. So I was was, uh, the captain of my, of, in my senior year, which was, which was a cool experience. So um, yeah, I mean, we kind of, I mean, it was a really proud moment I think for us. And, and like I said, we had this whole routine and they kind of just had their mouths open at the end of our audition. Like, wait, what, what is, you know, this is a whole different level. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun experience participated in the, the BSC black student coalition. Um, actually part of my scholarship was, um, a community service scholarship. So I did community service instead of work study, um, which is actually one of the reasons why I did really like Davidson. They did have a very community based, um, uh, policies, I guess, uh, or, uh, you know, tilt, um, at the school. Um, and we just did a whole bunch of stuff. Like, We created a step team at one point. I mean, we just were like creating things that weren't in existence. Um, I did not pledge. There were no black sororities on on campus. I don't know that I would have anyway. Like I said, I got three sisters. I got a rack of cousins, you know. You were good. (laughs) Go on. I'm good. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's dope, though. It's like y'all kind of set a tone overall with like certain things on campus. Well, I think
0: that's you know that's what we do. There's a void and we fill the void. You know, Mm -hmm.
2: and set the tone for future folk to come. I'm with it.
0: Yeah, I'm mad y'all just
1: integrating schools though in 2001. Like, yeah, I don't even know know what to say about that. But I'm glad y'all showed up when you did. Okay,
2: do you know the cheer? (laughs) I know you still know it.
0: I don't, girl. No, I don't.
2: The chair. Oh, it is, I feel like she nice. know it. Don't you, Anna? Look at her face. I feel like she knows nice. it. That's too much
0: stuff. Going. I'm too old for that.
2: I feel you. But because <laughs> it was like a pivotal moment and changed the game, I feel like part of it stuck with you.
0: I do remember we did a choreographed dance to Sierra. Now, I, I, I'm i sure that I do not remember what the actual Yo, dance was.
2: Can I just right? applaud y'all for taking full advantage of the pre-O situation? <laughs> <laughs> like, you... <laughs> Other people just get to know each other, sit around and talk. They were planning things, okay? Like, they came up with a whole stunts, flips, twirls, everything just came in strong. Congrats. (laughs) I
1: love it. That's what's up.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay, so on all of our shows, we have a few segments that we like to go through. And our first segment is called Rock On. So, was there any new music, white music, that you discovered in going to a PWI? Um, yeah,
0: one I guess that sticks out like that. You know, you know how sometimes you're like, it's not a song that you would put on your playlist, but it comes on and you know all the words. You're like, wow, I know all the words to that song. That's weird. I think um, "Living on a Prayer" is probably mm. one of uh, one that sticks out of my head as yeah. one that I got you know indoctrinated with in college yeah that's a good one yeah
1: that's actually a good song, yeah. song. yeah 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 it's
0: a yeah. great song
2: it gets yeah. you out like immediately it's a, it's, a,
0: it's a like you know one yeah. of the like they're like you know head banging song oh <laughs> 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 well, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a
1: good one. <laughs> No place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Our next segment is no place like home. Right? So was there ever a point at your time at Davidson where you're like, maybe this is a little too much. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I need to go back home for a minute.
0: I don't know if I ever wanted to go home, but there were definitely some times of like tension for me. Um, I think two, two in particular stand out. So one, um, I was taking a, a religion course. I took several religion courses while I was at Davidson it was, you know, um, something I was interested in. And we were reading, um, a text and I can't even remember exactly what it was about, but it was about, it was by like a black author. And so it was, there were some black themes. It was being taught by a white professor. And there were three of us, three other black students in the class. And I just remember it was a, it was an 8 30 AM class, which, you know, on its head, it's never, never good to take those early morning classes. But I remember waking up and just during that time, I was feeling like I was going to throw up or just like feeling sick to my stomach because, you know, it, I mean, it was literally one of those things where people would like whiplash and like look at you to see what are, what are they responding or like, what's their answer to this question. And it just, it was so much anxiety that I built up like by just going to that class and, and um, feeling like, I was responsible for delivering answers and whatever else, even though I was taking the class like everyone else. Um, So that was, that was a tough, a tough time for me. Um, And I'd say the other one is it actually has to do with um, relationships between us and the black guys on campus. So, um, I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit, but the black guys, some of the black guys on campus had a radio show, not a podcast, radio. You tuned in at a certain time, <laughs> you listened to it. And um, they'd always make up songs about dumb stuff. And one time they made up a song about how they wanted to date the white girls, but not the black girls. And they called us out like
2: Oh, oh no. Oh, oh
0: it was pretty, pretty bold. And, you know, it was all jokes and whatever else, but, you know, with the, and they had just actually, we got a black fraternity on campus, campus, the alphas, and it had been this big campaign and we were super supportive. And like, you know, it just felt kind of like, y'all could have just not said our names at all. Like you could have just had the song and not said it, like, but why? So it was this big town hall, like at the black student with on the black students about like interracial dating and all of the, you know, and it became this whole big thing. But I just remember feeling like, um, you know, and I was, my, I had a boyfriend at the time who, who was going to the school, a black guy who was on the basketball team. Um, But just feeling like, was that even necessary? Like, why, why did you feel the need to, to diminish us in that, that aspect in front of the school? You know what I mean? In front of the school. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. That's tough. And like, I don't know, that just kind of took me, like, by, like that was very shocking because it's like, I get it. I get why you felt that way. And, you know, even now hearing it, I felt triggered very much so. Like, even just kind of hearing you say it back because that that is actually something that we haven't really talked about. Kind of some disc- issues kind of within our own community. Because even when you're saying like, I didn't have to name names, I would have to make a song in the first place. Like, yeah. it's, it's not even a conversation about interracial dating. If that's what you want to do, do you. But to like... Stand on this grand like platform and like diminish like the main folk that's supporting you. You just got something that wasn't on this campus, it just that's really messed up. I get I get why you felt that way a hundred and ten percent. Wow.
1: Yeah. And those were conversations we had on campus all the time mm-hmm. because it felt like the black male athletes only dated the white girls. Yep. Yeah. And 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 it was very obvious. <laughs> Now, not taking into account that maybe they grew up around white folks, like that's who they're attracted to. That's what they know. That's fine. But it was definitely very clear <laughs> that this was a thing. And we would talk about it all the time. People have very strong opinions about it. And it's something that people do not talk about out loud because don't nobody want to same prejudice? Okay. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a very real thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Especially when other ethnicities really don't. <laughs> Um, and so when black people say, I want to date someone who was black, right, it always becomes this thing when in fact it's not. It's just this is who I want to date. Right. Um, but on campus, it was definitely a conversation that came up um, all the time because black, the black women on campus definitely felt invisible mm-hmm. to to those black men. And then they would say things like, oh, it's just because I it was always sexual. It was just yeah. always sexual yeah. while they were dating these white women. And I'm like, well, that's not fair to them. Right. <laughs> was, it's wrong was, on both she, sides. Yeah. It's wrong on both sides. Like, oh yeah, she do my laundry. A black girl ain't gonna do my laundry. Child, do your own laundry. There, <laughs> mean, there was just part. so many. <laughs> they,
0: like,
1: everything they always said just felt like it was, it was a dig at somebody on, yeah. on either side.
2: That's what I feel like. I agree because it's it's always something used to diminish someone and I can't mm-hmm. get with it. And I know like, my school has a bunch of campuses. So even though like, um, university park has like the big athletic programs, a lot of the other smaller campuses have like D2, D whatever. So it's still athletes on like, even the other campuses. And you'll hear, like you said, stuff like that, or how like a lot of the black athletes just want to date, um, white women. And like the, the amount of black women to black men ratio will be crazy. Like It'd be like 10 to 1. So it's like, you got all these black women who are just like, hey, what's up? And they're just like, no, or like, like you said, condescending, diminishing, or just like dismissive. Or it, it becomes like this whole thing. And then you just, you feel slighted. And it's not even just, you know, trying to date an athlete, but just kind of being amongst your people and kind of, you know, the pickings, pickings be slim sometimes. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I I think it went beyond athletes. I mean, Davidson was a small school. I think we had like 1600 when I went, it was 1600 people total post Steph Curry. It's a little bit bigger, but um, you know, I think it was also just like there is um, and I'm not going to, you know, get too much into this, but I think there is this um, sort of idea that, you know, there's, there's more of us than them, these black men and these, you know, institutions of higher education this is something that is um you know unicorn has this unicorn effect and so they feel like you know they can kind of do or say whatever because they're the prize Mm -hmm. and this is obviously a very broad and sweeping generalization um but you know there was some of that that you you felt like i said i was i dated a black guy Mm -hmm. on campus Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, why is my name? I'm not even available. Why? are not <laughs> oh, like, they, right. even checking for you. <laughs> like, what? Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and and then just you know, like you said, feeling like you could just not at all. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're not checking for you. It's okay, and it's okay if you're not checking for us. But like, why do you have to put us down? And yeah. you know, what why right. that class, You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm sure it was like even if you didn't hear the song, I'm sure it spread like a wildfire. Like oh, everyone like, heard about it. Everybody yeah. knew. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so, in those, those environments where the black community isn't that big, like things go through like that. Like, did you hear this? Song? Oh yeah. They named such and such, such. such. Yeah, girl. Like it just, it just goes. Yeah. Oh man. And then I was also thinking about your um earlier point about like having to be like the spokesperson for black people and black culture Like, in classroom situations, like, I think that's definitely something, too. I feel like we've kind of mentioned that in the past a little bit, Anna, but I think that's definitely something that does tend to happen, you know, and it it does add an added layer of anxiety. You know, I was in school when um, Obama first got elected, and I remember, like, sitting in one of my classrooms, we're watching the inauguration, everyone turned to me, how does this make you feel? What are the thoughts? (laughs)
1: Like, Like...
2: Good, yeah. like you know yeah. so I yeah it's it's like so many layers to it I had this reading class and I remember looking at the syllabus and like on week 10 we were talking about a poem titled the n-word and I was like Sigh. I don't know if I would have come to class that week for sure it's just
0: real that's so real yeah so real. <sighs> um, I have a question how did you know how did you know
2: So our other segment that Anna kind of a little bit mentioned (laughs) is how do you know? So it's the opposite of the last one, but like when you're on campus, was it like that key moment where you're like, okay, I like it here. I could do this. I can make it. Was there a moment like that?
0: I think it was the cheerleading thing. That was like a big thing that happened early on. And, um, that the other, the larger black community sort of rallied behind us too. And it was like, Oh my God, you guys did. That was like an amazing thing that you did. You know what I mean? And so that felt really, really good. Um, and, uh, it just, it felt like, okay, like this is, this is going to be good. This is going to be cool. So I think that was probably the the big moment for me.
2: That's awesome. And you did it all four years. I did it all
0: four years. Yeah.
1: Wow. Thank That's you, fun. Vanessa. Yeah. This has been fun, Davidson. The yeah. home of Steph Curry. <laughs> and uh, Vanessa's
2: OG Cheerleading Squad.
1: <laughs> making history. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Step
2: teams. Oh gosh, what was that? That that was something, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, it was uh it it was fun. And like I said, you know, you kinda you if you, you're in an environment like that and you kinda just gotta make it what it's gonna be, right? This the school is only going to give you so much and um, you got to take it the rest of the way. If, you've, if you want it, you got to do it. So we were fortunate enough to have resources and um, support to to do the things that we felt like were important. So it was a good experience.
2: I love that. That's a good way to end. Thanks, Vanessa.
0: Thank Thanks, you, guys. Vanessa.
1: For tuning in to the Head Not Podcast, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on the Cube app and at DCP Official across social. Family, follow my sis Adele at I am Adele Coleman across all socials. And follow the coolest to ever do it, Anna
2: Deshawn at Anna Deshawn on all socials.
1: Listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you really dig it, leave a rating and a review. Keep nodding your heads with us. Until next time, this is the Head Nod. (laughs)